Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him as so many sports and so many. I had the distinct honor of betting on the Arizona Coyotes and Montreal Canadiens, plus 180 for the Coyotes. The Canadians, I think I had a plus, plus 225 or plus 230. Um, Tuesday night to welcome the NHL back from its pause. Those two underdogs combined to score 11 goals. Seven for the Coyotes, four for the Canadians. They both lost. That brings me great joy because that truly means the NHL is back. Is that right, so money? Those are a couple of heartbreaking losses there. You got all the goals you needed from the uh, from the dogs, and they just they just couldn't pull it out at the end. Sorry, man. If that is uh, not betting on the NHL in a nutshell, I don't know yeah, what is. Okay. I, and guess what? I'm going to look for some more pain on Thursday night. Uh, we always start this show off with... Our favorite underdogs, so many, couldn't find one. I am going to go with the Buffalo Sabres against my beloved New York Islanders. Buffalo plus 165 on the money line, traveling to New York, down a back-to-back. I'm not too worried about that after the long break. The lineup is still pretty decimated for the Sabres. However, the Islanders are going to likely be without Brock Nelson, Oliver Wallstrom, Zach Parisi, Kyle Clutterbuck, Anthony Beauvillier, and Kyle Palmieri. Those are six forwards for a team that can't score already. Nelson and Beauvillier are particularly tough losses at Wallstrom as well. You're taking a lot of bite out of an Islanders offense that is desperately searching for some bite. So I'll take a shot here with the Sabres. Hopefully that number goes up. They were not impressive against the Devils on Wednesday night in a bet we cash. So give me a Buffalo. Hopefully this number ticks up and I watch. Oh man, that's not going to be a fun one for me to watch against, <laughs> against the Islanders. Uh, do you have anything on this one? I don't. Um, what stopped me here was the was uh, Malcolm Subban should uh, get the start here, and uh, I just I just can't back him. I I wish that they uh, flipped the goalies on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and if that was the case, I would have joined you. But with Subban probably starting on Thursday, I I'll, I'll have to pass. Definitely not a fun one. Not one the Sabers are likely to win. Uh, that is why they're at such a big price. But that's where I'm gonna be going. All right, uh, we'll move on to the rest of the board, starting with a tough one to size up Montreal plus 250 traveling to Carolina they're minus 320 the over under here set at five and a half the Canadians pretty valiant effort against the lightning they had a lead late in the third period as I said they lost it in overtime wasn't fun for me to watch but that's what uh, bad teams do they find ways to lose games that they should win I can't get behind Montreal at this number with this lineup the Carolina offense they're an elite offensive team they're a great offensive team they're deep Their defense is definitely due for some negative regression. However, I don't think Montreal is the type of team that will take advantage of that. Do you have anything on Montreal and Carolina? A rivalry, the Jespery, (laughs) Cut, Kanyemi, Sebastian Ajo offer sheet derby. Yeah, so uh, it should be a fun game, actually. Um, uh, Montembeau has been confirmed here for the Habs. They actually uh, surprised me a bit. I did have the over against uh, with um, in the Montreal-Tampa Bay game, and I, was, I wasn't I was expecting the Habs to uh, get me those goals. I, I, I would just, just wanted a couple, 
And I was expecting a 5-2 kind of game there to just sneak out the over. But they actually did well generating chances and they did hold their own for the better part of that game. I'm not sure if they can keep it up long term here with the guys they have out. But I do expect um, Carolina against Montreal to create their chances. And with Anderson not ready to go yet, um, I will be looking at the uh, at the over here. You know, I haven't bet an over-under in the NHL in a very long time, but I looked at this one and I was like, ah, it's pretty hard to look away from this over. Uh, so maybe I will break my vow to myself to never bet a total again <laughs> after so many heartbreaking losses watching empty netters. I don't think I've ever had an empty netter go the way I wanted to in my yeah. life. So I don't know, maybe maybe now's the time. It's it's almost the new year, New Year's resolution, perhaps. Uh All right, uh, another 7 p.m. puck drop. Nashville Predators minus 125 at the moment, traveling to Columbus, plus 105, home underdogs. The over-under is five and a half. The Predators came out a little flat against the Capitals, losing 5-3. Not not the great performance I was expecting from the Predators' defense. However, can't trust this Blue Jackets team. Their underlying metrics are really poor. 28th in uh, expected goals allowed, 21st in expected goals for. Uh, even against David Riddich, who is likely to get to start, who's they, he has a minus 3.7 goal save above expected in five games for Nashville this season. Not a great goalie. However, I just can't trust either team in, in these spots right here. So I'm going to be passing in all likelihood on Nashville at Columbus. Do you have anything for this one? I'll be passing as well. Um, one one note I have here. Um, it is it is a little bit of a tricky game. We we identified the Jackets as a as an over team uh, before the break here due to the chances that they've been giving up, and I I don't really see that changing. But one thing to note here is that um, Nashville, with their getting healthier offensively here, um, they're actually trending pretty well offensively for me right now. So um, I'm not going to be betting the over, but that's one thing I'll be tracking as well. Um, how if Nashville continues to trend um, offensively here for me. So I'll be keeping an eye on that here. Yeah, the Predators have been a really interesting team this season. I, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how their metrics, they basically are bang average and everything. And then they rip up a, a seven game win streak and their numbers have started to look better, uh, especially offensively, like you said. It'll be fun to watch because you don't see any potent scores or really playmakers on uh, this roster. Uh, so how are they doing it? Good process, I guess. But who knows? Who knows where the Predators will be at the end of the season? But right now, near the top of the Central Division, one of the uh, underrated surprising teams to the start of the season. All right. Uh, there are three late puck drops. We'll start with Calgary, minus 140, traveling to Seattle, plus 120. The over-under here is five and a half. Full disclosure, the Kraken are playing tonight. We're recording before that game. Not that it would truly uh, affect this handicap. I like the Flames. I, I don't mind my, uh, laying the minus 140. Seattle's banged up. They've been trending down for a little bit going into the pause, back to back. Not too worried about it, but it does put them in, a, in, a, in a, I guess, a tight spot against a Flames team that has got lucky with the, it doesn't sound like ethically right to say lucky with the COVID pause, but the way that it, the situation kind of broke for them, Calgary, they didn't have to play a game shorthanded. I think everybody on that team, except for maybe two guys that went into protocol and now they're all back. So we're expecting a near hundred percent flames team. And they were one of the best teams in terms of driving play in the league through the first couple of months of the season, Seattle, like I said, their metrics are trending down. So I, I like the spot here for Calgary, even on the road, minus 140. Don't mind it. How about you? Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with you. I, I just think that this is a terrible matchup here for Seattle against a team, like you said, can really drive the play. Uh, Seattle has shown that they tend to struggle. They tend to struggle against everybody, but they struggle more so against teams like Calgary. Um, Grubauer is starting in net on Wednesday night, so I would expect uh, Chris Drieger should get the start on Thursday against the Flames. He is the better option 
for Seattle. I do like the 140. Um, however, I don't know if I'll be able to see that um, once the limits go up in the morning. So if I can get a 140, I, I'll, I'll join you on the flames. Um, but uh, we'll see if I can get that number. Yeah, that that number is already ticked up. I think it opened. Oh, minus it? One, yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was like minus 126 to start. And it's starting to inch towards minus 150, I believe. Uh, so we'll see where that ends. But yeah, minus 140 on Calgary. And we're both in. Before we get to our best bets, we'll close out this portion of the show with your Vancouver Canucks. Like I said, we're recording this Wednesday night. The Canucks haven't played yet. They're plus 115 traveling to the building formerly known as the Staples Center to take on the Los Angeles Kings. Minus 135 on the money line. The over-under is five and a half. Like I said, back-to-back for Vancouver, not too worried about it with coming off the big break, except it does mean Yaroslav Halak will likely be in goal for the Canucks, which I think will keep both of us off of your beloved Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, um, as you said, we we expect Halak here. Um, With the Kings, they've... um, they fully transitioned into a into an over team now, and um, I think that should we get Cal Peterson in goal um, paired with with Halak, I would be looking at the at the over there. But um, yeah, like you said, um, I can't get on the Canucks here against against the Kings if we get if we get Halak. Now, granted, um, Boudreaux has said and he has shown in his career that he has no problems writing the number one goalie. So I don't think it's a it, it's a given that we see Halak. Uh, it does. Depend depend on um, Demko's workload on Wednesday night. But um, yeah, if, if it's not Demko, then I'd be looking at the over here. Yaro Halaka, a beloved ex-Islander as well. Yeah. So he's a, he's an interesting dude. I met him a couple of times. Very, very funny. He, he is um, the, the weird goal. They always say like goalies are a little weird. Uh, oh, yeah. And he is that personified. I'll never oh. forget that series that he stole against the Capster, that uh, that uh, oh. seven gamer. Yeah, where Montreal Canadian fans were changing stop signs to say Halak around yeah. uh, Quebec. <laughs> yeah. Yarrow, what a legend. He's definitely on the uh, downward part of his career, but yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him do something special like when you win a Stanley Cup with someone as their backup. Maybe it'll be the Canucks with the way they're Maybe. playing. Let's Ooh, do who it. Who knows? Who knows? All right. On that note, we can now move to our next and final part of the show. These are our favorite bets. We like to call them our top shelf bets. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I'll let you kick this one off since your puck drop is earlier than mine. Yeah. So for, for my best bet, we're going to go to Florida. The Panthers are back to full strength now. And of course, coming off the back-to-back, uh, we do need to ensure that everyone is still good to go there. I would assume that we're going to see uh, Spencer Knight, especially considering Bobrovsky's workload on, uh, on on Wednesday night. Um, the Lightning, they did look good offensively in their first game back. Um, again, albeit against the defensively deficient halves there, but you can really see what a difference a Braden Point makes in a, in driving play for that team. Um, Legacy should should go again for them. And um, with the assumed goalie matchup I have with Legacy and uh, Spencer Knight um, and the Panthers getting healthy with the Bolts possibly trending up offensively, I do like the over here. I would also be good with playing a plus money six and a half as well in this game. A back and forth battle expected in Sunrise. A should be a fun one to watch as well with the way that these two teams played each other in the playoffs last year. I kind of like the Panthers in this matchup. I just can't trust Maxime. I know Spencer Knight has struggled a lot, yeah. but look, Maxime Legacy is just not a good NHL goalie. He's shown that in every stop he's made. I feel like he also is funny in, in the fact that he's 
a number three or four goalie wherever he goes, but he always seems to have the goalies in front of him go down and play a couple games each season, whether it would be in Vegas where he played all those games, Pittsburgh or in now in Tampa Bay. So yeah, I think for a team like Florida who can challenge the Tampa Bay defense, which we've talked about a lot, top 10 in expected goals allowed for 60, but this Panthers offense third in uh, creating expected goals at five on five. So uh, against Maxime Legacy, I think it's tempting on Florida at the number. We'll see where it goes. My favorite bet, the San Jose Sharks, uh, the team that broke my heart in an 8-7 shootout win over the Arizona Coyotes on Tuesday night. I'm going to back them at minus 135 against the Philadelphia Flyers. Philly, uh, they closed plus 115 against Seattle on Wednesday night, and now they're going to travel on a back-to-back to San Jose. I know, like I said, they're coming off a long layoff, so... It's not a huge deal, but however, I think San Jose is a little bit better than Seattle right now. Plus Philadelphia will likely be playing their number three goalie, some guy named Felix Sandstrom because Martin Jones is going on uh, Wednesday night. So this is a bad Philadelphia defense. I know their numbers have ticked up quite a little bit, just a little bit under Mike Yo, but overall big picture, worst expected goals allowed per 60 in the NHL. They are missing players due to COVID. So I think San Jose's offense, which is not great, can score and can justify the minus 135 here against what would be a number three goalie for Philadelphia on a back-to-back on the road. And like I said, they'd close at plus 115 against Seattle. And I like San Jose better, especially in this spot. So I think this number should be a little higher. So give me the Sharks. Do you have anything to say on Philly and San Jose? Whether it's uh, Sandstrom they go with or Martin Jones on a back-to-back, uh, neither option is ideal at this point. Um, I do. Um, we we should be expecting to see James Reimer and Ned. Um, and even off that sloppy game against the Coyotes, um, the Sharks still profile as, as an under team for me. But with the Philadelphia goaltending situation, um, I, I'll be passing on this game. Uh, That should wrap up this episode of Line Change. We thank you for listening. We wish you a happy new year, and we will see you next week back on our our regular schedule, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, as long as uh, the schedule allows it in terms of COVID breaks, etc. So for So Many Sports, I'm Michael Leboff, wishing you best of luck on Thursday night.